Alright friends, welcome back to another video slash episode of the James Red Podcast. Today I am here alone and I want to talk about some things I've been thinking about regarding creativity, specifically trends and integrity. I had a quotation come to my mind the other day and I, I wrote it down. I thought it was interesting. I thought it had a lot of truth to it. Trends make you popular, but integrity makes you a legend. And I'm interested in how people become legends at their craft long after the dead. They're recognized for being masterful at that, their thing. I think this has a lot to do with prolonged integrity. And a good example of this is my favorite hip-hop artist, the one and only Lauren Hill. And you may not know who she is, but she was part of uh, Fuji's 1990s hip-hop group. She's most well-known for her song, Killing Me Softly. The song is technically a cover, but... Strum in my pain with his finger. Killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly with his great song. But she, the reason why she's my favorite hip hop artist is because her rhymes are dope and fly and fresh, but they're poetically uh, beautiful. And she, they're, you know, they're interesting and meaningful and fun to listen to. I love listening to it. But when she speaks, she's also very smart and very poetically articulate. And she speaks about things that I think speak to her integrity as an artist. And examples of this are she speaks about her struggles openly. She talks about how uh, she would pursue making sure that she could express herself freely and that nobody could tell her that she couldn't do something. She would take instruction not from the record companies, but from what was important to her. She spoke about how she would go back to the well of creativity to refill herself when she felt sort of dry. And these are things that are helpful to hear. But I think they also speak to her integrity as an artist. She also had a level of obsession about her uh, for music growing up. She would listen to different music than her friends would listen to, but she also slept on the floor every night because she had a record player and the cord to her headphones would not reach to her bed. So she slept on the floor so she could fall asleep listening to music. And I think this is amazing. So on the flip side of this, you have, uh, I, I like to listen to semi-celebrities and celebrities talk because for the hopes of them saying something interesting and meaningful they have this level of influence and I, I want I want them to say something of of substance and and importance and I rarely find it I have a very hard time coming across somebody who speaks with um you know with with value and I I don't know I don't know what it is. I think that we can have a conversation about why celebrities tend to not talk about things that are meaningful or they tend to live in a different world than the rest of us or whatever and perhaps for musicians maybe they're focused more on the music industry than on their creativity as an artist and what have you. But uh when you listen to her speak it's it's different. And in the hip hop uh, community she is an absolute legend. I think for good reason. So I think a question to ask is why be a legend? Why would you want to do that? Because we we should bring things back to their core and try to understand why we're doing what we're doing and why we want to do what we want to do. 
And I think a good answer to that question is because you maintain a deep level of influence with a uh, sometimes small group of people who are following you faithfully. You have power in their lives. That's a, that's a, that's a powerful thing. And if you look at somebody who just pursues popularity, not that, uh, not that pursuing trends and popular things is a bad thing. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But when you look at the growth curve of these types of people, it's sort of like this, and then it goes, it's, you know, a little less steep on this side, but it goes down, and it goes back down. But all of these people, most of these people, tend to not really care about the person, and they're not, they're not, uh, they're not powerfully influenced by that person. They're just interested in the popular thing that that person is doing. And this is why the internet is so powerful because it was much harder to find, it was much harder to create a legendary type of appeal or to say meaningful things and do me and share meaningful things and have people gravitate towards that because it was harder to be seen. You had gatekeepers and this sort of thing. So that's great. Another question that I think is important is where is the intersection between depth and digestibility? Because I think depth is where the meaning lies. Digestibility is a tool for getting your stuff to be seen by other people. And when I speak to this, like, trends and digestibility and growth and all this stuff, I'm not speaking to that as somebody who has any sort of level of authority on this. This is just me thinking and I'm I'm, I'm saying what I've learned and what I'm learning and working through it as I go. But, you know, how do you... How do you utilize both in a way that has a nice marriage and a balance and a harmony to it? I think a good example of this is collaboration because collaboration is something that we as humans have been doing for thousands of years. Anytime we're trying to grow any project, we collaborate with each other and it's, it's how we grow. And if you're trying to, you know, let's say you're trying to grow your, your wool stocking business in the 1750s, you're collaborating. Same thing applies today on YouTube, if you're sharing things, you're trying to get things out to other audiences so that there's some of their audiences, that some of their audience comes to you, this sort of thing. And I think that it's a higher truth than the truth uh, of the frustrations that we deal with on a daily basis as creators trying to share things to a platform. And a good example of this, the most prominent example right now is like YouTube is frustrating everybody. They think that collaboration is a higher truth. It overcomes now, YouTube can certainly stunt that, but it overcomes. And if you're trying to share your thing with somebody else's audience, well, maybe you make it more digestible. It's a good strategy, right? But also, maybe you just make it fitting for their audience. Uh, maybe it's not, it's, not, it's not as digestible. It all falls on a spectrum, but it's, it's not as digestible, but it's fitting. It's properly fitting for their audience. Uh, but there are dangers to getting rid of death because this is where the meat of what you have to share with the world lies. You can't be rid of that. You um, you risk diluting yourself, I think. So I think there are examples of good examples out there of balancing following trends and allowing that to grow you so that people can receive your death, right? Uh Jordan Peterson is somebody that I've followed for a while now, and he's, I've spoken about him on here before. He's a 
wonderful philosophical thinker and communicator. But he received a tremendous amount of his popularity from, and I'll spare you the details, but he went up against a bill that was being passed in Canada. He said, I don't agree with this. And it was a thing that had a lot of energy around it. And he grabbed onto that lightning bolt. And that he, he grew from that. Now, I, I don't think he was necessarily doing that with any level of intentionality. Um, you know, I don't know what level of intentionality there was, but I, I with a guy like him, I'm, I'm assuming he was just appalled by the thing he was seeing and he was speaking out against it. And that was a trend that happened to be there and grabbed it. Now he has um, a lot of people following him. Uh, and I, I think that every story of a legendary artist involves distinct points of exposure. Another good example of this is Sarah Dietschy, the friend of mine, YouTube creator, and she creates, um, she's a filmmaker, she makes videos about creativity and tech, this and that. But she got a shout out from Casey Neistat, and their audiences matched really well. It was fitting, and it was digestible, and she grew tremendously from that. If we look at William Klein, who was a prolific, who was a prolific, uh, I keep forgetting if he's alive or not. So <laughs> look, let me make sure. Let me see what I, let, let me see about what the truth is here. All right, born, he appears to be still alive, which is great. I'm glad. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm glad you're alive, William. Uh, he's just, he's, he's an older fellow, and I, I, I feel like I should mention it whenever I'm recording these, like if he is alive or dead, but I, I always forget and then I get hung up on that. Okay, I think he's still alive. Great. So, William Klein is a prolific street photographer. He shot a lot in the 1950s, and he had early career breaks that came from exhibitions, uh, two exhibitions in Milan to be exact. And this was him taking his thing, making it digestible, putting it on a wall. These people consume it, and somebody saw it that was important, and you know maybe he got some he got some exposure out of that. Uh, in 1954, Alexander Lieberman, who was then the art director of American Vogue, came across uh, his work at an exhibition, and this allowed him to. Um, create a relationship with Vogue. Vogue was a huge part of his career as a fashion photographer. And so these things, you know, points of exposure, right? And if you look at the most popular work of a given artist, there are reasons why it's popular. You can, you can write them down, right? Go look at something that, that brought somebody to a level of notoriety and fame and think about what it was that made that thing stick out to people it's not it's not random uh, there are clear distinct reasons why but i'm i'm fascinated in a world of digestibility uh, with people who have something important to say and how one can share that thing with the world and what what's the balance there i'm still figuring that out but those are my thoughts that's it for this one. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for watching. Sorry if I shook the camera too much. Goodbye.